0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You are back with Pillow Talk with Gina, an intimate conversation that occurs on the bed, in the bed. And today I am super, super excited to be joined by uh, Kate James. Kate, hello. Hello, Gina. Hello, welcome. Thanks for having I'm, me. I can't even tell you how excited. This woman um, is a life coach, an author. Mm-hmm. A, like a fond of all knowledge about meditation, mindfulness. Yeah, is this you, mm-hmm. you wear many hats here? Is there anything I've missed there? No, they're the
1: main ones. They're your main ones, they're aren't they? I'm, main... I'm a mom and a grandma as well. Yeah,
0: a mom and a grandma as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Kate, I'm. I found Kate. I went to a a business kind of. It was a business launch for females, like a, a small thing where women women who were just going into business kind of gathered and listened to people talking and Kate was the author that was speaking on the stage and I like fell in love with her (laughs) straight away and I was like oh my god this woman's so inspiring so I kind of invited you onto the podcast and when you said yes I was like oh my god this is awesome because I just am so excited to share you with everyone because oh thank you I don't think you realize but you kind of like changed My life just by telling a story. Sometimes someone tells a story and they don't realize it, but their story then makes you kind of feel inspired or empowered. Or I don't know. Yours was a big one because I'd love you to tell the story that you were telling, if you can remember. I think it was about how bit of a backstory to who you were, how you got to having a book in the first place, how you got to being. A, you know, a life coach and how you got into meditation mm. because i love your story and i want everyone to hear it oh thanks jenna <laughs> okay. well
1: i'll i'll tell the story i'll try not to make it too long okay. I'll, I'll try no, not okay. to waffle on too much but um essentially i was one of those young women who didn't know what i wanted to do with my life i and i hadn't actually had any um you know, I hadn't had people encouraging me to go into a certain career path or saying to me that these are the things you're good at, you should consider this for a career. So really, I was just kind of fumbling my way through. Mm-hmm. And I had kids young. Uh, and at that point in time, didn't really have a career. I'd done some things, you know, I was just doing a little bit of work, um, you know, trying lots of different things really to work out what I liked. Mm-hmm. And then just by chance, um, one of my, when we had little kids, so we were living in the city, two little kids. Um, my husband was out of work for a period of time. I'll tell you this part of the story first, actually. He was out of work for a period of time. He works as a freelancer in the film industry, and that's really, you know, you never know when the next job's coming around. It was the early 1990s, there was a recession, and I was feeling really stressed, and I didn't know. Um, you know, where the next dollar was coming from. And, you know, we're kind of struggling to pay the mortgage. And I realized that the only thing that I had any control over was how I responded to this situation. So I decided to learn to meditate. And that was a really life-changing experience for me. So I learned to meditate in the early 1990s. I've been meditating ever since. To calm, what was that? Because your world was spinning out of control. So you went to try and get some control. Is that what it? Really, it was? Yeah, I was looking to create a bit of calm in my, well, in my mind. I mean, what you don't realize in meditation is actually you create calm in your body as well. And it's really interesting now that I've learned more about meditation, I've learned that your brain has thoughts that send messages to your body, but also your body stores emotion and memory and everything else and also sends messages up to your brain. So it's a two-way interaction. So I didn't know that I was going to calm my body uh, but what I was thinking about was that I'm going to try and create a little bit of calm in my mind so that I can cope with our situation better and be yep. a better mum to the kids and a better wife to Chris. Uh, anyway, I did that. That was one thing. And then the other thing that happened was that one of our neighbours, uh, this, is, this is just when I had one daughter and um and the other one was on the way he came across and he said to me would you come and help us we're just setting up a it was around the same time actually because it was early 90s it was a recession time he was setting up an architectural practice he said can you come and help us and set up this office and so I went and I did that and I sort of fell into this career of working with creative people and I realized that I had quite a good mind for business um but I really loved working with creatives. So this was the beginning of a journey that I didn't realise had any kind of um, impact on the long-term decision that I would make right. about where I took my career. But in doing that, I began to learn about all sorts of things that I didn't know about. I mean, I was really just flying by the seat of my pants, but I see, that's why I
0: love you though, Cause that when you said that I was flying by the seat of my pants, because I always look around at the world and, everybody looks like they've got excuse my language the shit together everybody looks like they know what they're doing and that's where I was thinking am I the only one that that feels all these feelings inside and then I heard you speaking and you were going this opportunity came in front of me and I didn't really fully know but I was doing it anyway I was flying I was taking the opportunity and like even though I felt those feelings like, yeah. I love that. That's what was the most. I kind of sat in the audience listening to you going, "Oh, I'm not alone in that feeling." And I think that maybe
1: everybody else that next to me
0: was probably thinking
1: the same thing. Oh, well that's really nice to know. I you know, I hope that that is inspiring because I think sometimes we think well, I hear this a lot now because I work with a lot of people who are either introverts or they have a strong inner critic or they've got a strong sense of imposter syndrome. And we think, oh, I can't do that yet because I'm not ready. I haven't got the right degree or if I've got the degree, I haven't got the master's or I haven't had sort of all the years of experience. We're sometimes being thrown in the deep end and just kind of being brave and going, you know what, I don't know, but this was before the internet, by the way. So I Oh, yeah, you couldn't Google. I couldn't, I couldn't Google anything, which was <laughs> kind of challenging. But I was very good at picking up the phone and asking questions you know going okay I need to learn how to I remember that they wanted me to implement um, an accounting program I was like what the hell I know nothing about accounting Uh, you know I'm really not experienced in this but I thought I'll just give it a go so I rang the accountant talked to them and then started to do big research so I have I do have a strength of curiosity and I think this strength is really underrated I think we all need to be more curious and and go so, strength of curiosity you know what else would be possible I think you've got that actually because it's like what else could I do you, you don't just go oh well you know it's got to be this you ask another question and another question and you just push yeah, a curious the, mind curious mind, yeah
0: curious mind like it's almost like a childlike status isn't it because yeah if you, ever, if you ever watch my four-year-old he's curious and he'll find one thing and he'll he he zones out on everything else and he kind of plays with it and then he'll something else happens it does something else and then he play, He watches that and his mind is curious I think adults we lose it a little bit don't we we lose that
1: curiosity yeah
0: I think create you work with creatives or you that's a that's a big thing that creatives still have a curious mind don't they
1: yeah and I I also realize creativity is really important which is about that idea that you can do it differently to what has been done before. So creativity comes in lots of different forms. We're all creative actually. And I think that it's really helpful to get to know how we are how we want to be creative. I mean I I write and I take photos, not fantastic photos like you take, but I like taking photos. Yeah, I love um, photographs. And yeah, so I think we all need to be definitely curious and creative. And that sorry too, I was no, it's okay. just speaking over you a little bit, but um Curiosity actually comes in with meditation. In meditation, when you're practicing mindfulness, they talk about having a beginner's mind. So, kind of going back to, I know nothing. Uh, We can do this in so many different ways. I could talk about that forever. But yeah, anyway, that was the beginning of the journey.
0: So, the beginning of your journey was two things happening at once. So, you've been, this is something I was inspired by this because I was raising my kids at home, like many women. I have my children, young too. And my husband had this career and I was, you know, supporting that, raising the family, doing all that. And then I got to this age where I was like, oh, kind of what What about me? What's next for me? And I tried a few things and not kind of found my thing and not, not really found my direction. And that's why when I heard you on stage going, number one, you had something like crappy happen in your life. So you found your inner peace with your meditation. So I was like, oh my God, I need to meditate. Like I need to learn because I've never done that before. And then second of all was that opportunities presented themselves for you to work and it's kind of like a pattern so instead of being scared of it you were you were brave enough to embrace it and kind of go for it no mm-hmm. I know, it just felt really kind of I left feeling inspired I came and think I found you and grabbed you I was like oh my god and I bought you books that were on sale and I was like going home and I went away and I kind of really kind of che- it made me feel um powerful like okay then that's her story so what is your story like what is it that you want to do and what is it that you want to like it really was an empowering thing which is one of the main reasons that I wanted you to talk today um and then I think the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was I mean you've you've written these books that's kind of an inspiring thing six six books I think everybody has this part of them that likes the idea of writing a book don't Mm. they a lot do you come across a lot of people that say I want to write a book?
1: I do. I do because it's not easy. No. Writing a book. It's actually not that easy. It's harder than I thought. I mean I love writing. But in a way the experience of writing was a little bit similar to the experience of going and taking that job where I really had no idea what I was doing. So years after that, I you know I dabbled in a few different career paths after the working for the architects. Yep. And and eventually found my way to coaching. And when I started coaching I was in my coaching training one of the teachers was saying you've got to do you've got to be a marketer you know you have to learn how to market yourself you've got to put stuff out in the world one of the best ways to do that is to write so to write blog articles and to write newsletters and so I started I like the idea of writing but I remember the first time I ever wrote a newsletter I thought this is just rubbish and no one's going to want to read it. And I had six people on the database and, you know, I thought I'll send it out to them and maybe they'll unsubscribe and, you know, all that self-critical talk that we have. Isn't it funny? All the things that we do, it's like I make this podcast
0: and when I press upload, I, I have this moment of, oh my God, is people going to hate this and who's even going to want to listen to this and I have all those thoughts and then I upload and then I'll get all these messages from people going, oh my God, I always listen to your podcast on the way to work. I love it. And I get it and I go, and it's not, I don't, I don't like it because it's like a, it's not like a, when they say that, it's not me feeling like, it's not an ego boost for me. It's actually kind of like, oh, actually, keep, keep going because mm. don't let that little voice inside your head that says that you're not really good enough or that critic don't let it win because actually, when someone just reaffirms that they are enjoying it and that they're listening, kind of you kind of go, Oh, okay. So, even if there's just one person out there listening, then mm.
1: it, yeah, just- yeah. And I think also, I mean, I know this of you because we've talked about it before. You know, as I knew, that your intention is to be of service, your intention is actually to offer something to somebody else that helps them. And so that uh focus for me helped me to get out of my own way a bit and to think about it's not about it's not about whether people like it or don't like it this is coming back to writing the book it's actually about what my intention is my intention is to put something out in the world that might make a difference to someone else's life and very often this is what it means to live purposefully actually to live with purpose means that we put things out in the world or we take jobs or we do deeds you know even if it's just sort of you know I want to be kind to my neighbor Um, we do things that help us to contribute to the world because that actually gives our life a sense of meaning
0: yeah so it's true so even like the podcast like when I got you on the excitement for me was being able to share you because I knew what you'd like how you'd change my little life so if someone's listening now going oh my god yeah I want to do x y and z or I want to do I'm going to pursue it or I'm going to take that role that I just thought I couldn't do because I wasn't good enough it kind of could just push one person into doing it then that makes me feel really happy. I yeah. like that. I like that. In fact, out of everything in life, having knowing that you've had a positive impact on somebody else's life or day is probably
1: what brings me the, the greatest sense of purpose or, or joy. Me too. I'm exactly the same. So then when it came to writing the books, I, even though I have always really thought of myself, because I've got a very strong inner critic, I've thought of myself as not really a good enough writer. Right. You know, I don't have big words in my vocabulary. I didn't study, you know, I didn't do a master's in creative writing or anything like that. I thought, well, you know what, you can, because that's my ego going, I want to be the best writer. I want to win an award for it. I mean, I don't really, but I'm just saying you want to be the best at what you do. But if you can notice that that's your ego and then go, I don't need to worry about any of that stuff. All I'm going to do is just share what's true for me. Yeah. And so that's how I started. I just went, well, what would I want to read? And so the first book. So which was your first books? I don't I think I've got your first books, have
0: I? I've got, I've got Believe in Yourself and That's Do What the You first Love. Book. And I bought these in a pack of three. Yeah. Uh, Change How You Think and Be Happier Now and Be Mindful and Simplify Your Life. I mean, I, they're the most beautiful books to look at. Don't you think? The, that, you know the front covers? Like yeah. you actually want these on your coffee table anyway. I actually for a while had them downstairs on my coffee table because they look beautiful and people would pick them up. And they are the sort of book that you can just open. Yes. And you could read, like, this is, I just opened then, you know, tra- p- chapter 28, Look on the Bright Side. Mm. And I would find people just reading that short paragraph and going, oh, this is, like, you can read them from cover to cover, but these ones yeah. I liked that you could just open them and read them yeah. on a page and you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm. And they're all kind of uplifting and, yeah, believe in yourself. That's that's really the core of those ones, really. That believe in yourself and mindfulness and quietening your world. I think that's how I, I felt like how to quieten my brain down mm. to work out what's really good. What's this? Like how, my world feels so busy all the time, and especially with social media and mm. all that. There's a there's a world just flying around, and I just felt like this was the time to learn how to meditate and quiet and just quieten things down. So that I could see what was really going on and what was really important, like working out what's important and what's not. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a lot of. Well, that was the intention. So thank you. That's oh, that feedback. is. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So yeah,
0: change how you think and be happier now. Like just mm. even that kind of. Um, it's an interesting one. This one for me because I tell myself stories. So I'll have a, a friendship with someone, for example, and a conversation might happen, and then I tell myself this whole story. And by the time I finish with this story, I've made the whole scene and everything, and then. This person's person doesn't know about this story that I've told myself and basically my chain of thoughts has created this whole narrative that's not even real. Mm. I'm
1: really good at that. A lot of people do that. I do that too. You know, we I think we all make assumptions about what other people think so we can get ourselves into a bit of a spiral sometimes. That's a really common habit actually.
0: Yeah, of like this spiral. And then actually when I actually learn to stop, like mm. this stopping and – I've been reading the book by Jay Shetty recently, you know, Think Like a Monk. Have you heard of this book? It sounds great. It you should I think you'd love it. It's yeah. he was a monk, so he brings a lot of those values through like what he how you can put that sort of the monk stuff into the modern world like his teachings. And a lot of it is about when you have a feeling or a thought, stopping and going into the feeling and question having a curious mind, mm. questioning why. So instead of running from it like blotting out with alcohol or trying to get away from the feeling or the thought if it's not a nice one going into it and if you keep questioning and questioning why you feel it you eventually get to the place where you go oh there's my answer and he's saying it's not you don't have to be meditating to find your answer you can be just as long as you're just quietly aware letting the feeling be until you kind of discover like for example I'm telling myself a story about I don't know, someone doesn't want to see me today. But we've made plans to see each other. It's just a hypothetical thing. It's like saying, quest stopping, mm. questioning why you've started to have the self-doubt, have these thoughts. have, And then by the time you get to the bottom of the feeling, you kind of have got your answer. And it's kind of like quietening, mm. again, quietening the mind, which is very similar to your the things that you talk about a lot, the mindfulness, mm. purpose, the quietening of the mind and being still yes yeah
1: and that last point about being still i love the way that you've just described that that sort of it's creating space to actually have your experience rather than being caught up in the the whirlwind right and being busy and and you touched on something else which i think is really important and that is that when we have negative thoughts and our brain's got a strong negative bias so it's normal for us to have lots of negative thoughts it's comforting to numb them so we turn to food or alcohol or social media or anything that is a distraction. Yeah. And so even if we go for a walk, for example, we take our headphones and we don't just walk in silence. Uh, We don't do enough of just being with ourselves to then understand, okay, what is going on? And, And that description that you gave of sort of watching the feelings, I mean, we can do it with the mind as well. We can almost sort of imagine that we step back here and we watch what goes on in our minds. And I love that phrase that you've used, I'm telling myself this story. Because we tell ourselves stories all day, every day. Yeah. But we have to be able to... And most of them are
0: negative because
1: the mind goes Mm. more negative than positive. That's right. The brain's got this negative bias. But we have to be able to slow down enough to see that this is what's going on. So mindfulness is really just another word for awareness, actually. Some people get a bit worried about just if I'm mindful in my life, does it mean I have to be meditating all the time? But it could be just doing exactly what you said, just going. Okay, what is going on? Like, yeah. What just, What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Yeah. Why
0: Why do I feel that like this way? And then because it's true. Because sometimes meditation, for, I can be frustrated with meditation mm. because people go on about doing it, and sometimes sometimes I don't find that easy.
1: A lot of people don't find meditation like, is it,
0: easy. Yeah, and but yeah. the other so sometimes I'll start it and I'll be like this is not going well today. Like just quit because this is not going well. But the other day I did one, actually it was out on my balcony because it gets the sun there and I actually went and laid there. And I did one that when I came out of it, I felt like this deep sense of grounding. Like I was really, it actually took me a while to come round from the meditation. I must've gone into a really deep mm. one. Um, But you do do some medita- guided, guided meditations, don't you? So mm. if you are listening and you're thinking, kind of like to try a meditation but I don't know where to start. Sometimes guided ones can help, can't they? And where do they where can people find
1: those? They're hugely helpful to start. So I have my meditations on an app which is free called Insight Timer. So it's I-n-s-i-g-h-t-timer. Uh, 18 million meditators use that app from around the world that's a lot it's a lot so and it's your voice as well isn't it it's well the ones yeah the ones that I record yeah, my voice because I that's... love
0: your voice so it's, it's true when you're going to meditate you need to have that voice as well that kind of like does just bring you into that peaceful space because I've had a, I've listened to a few on YouTube and it's like a The voice is like a it's like a foreign person but it's like a pre-record it's not like a real it's like a robot's voice I can't do it (laughs) I can't do it all I can hear is this like robotic voice and I'm like all I can think about then is the voice I can't switch my brain off
1: yes you need the the voice that resonates with you so there's heaps of different people and you've got people from all around the teachers from all around the world I think there's about 10,000 teachers um so you'll find something that suits you. But a good place to start is, for example, just a body scan. So that helps you to relax the body because when we relax the body, then the mind is able to be a little bit quiet. But also just on that note that you said earlier where some days you find you just really don't feel like doing it, I would say don't do it that day. Yeah, if it doesn't work. Just listen to what your body's telling you. And your body might be saying, I don't want to be still. Uh, you know, you, maybe you're seeking a little bit of stillness in a different way, but move. So do movement meditation. Okay. Go for a walk, go for a run, go for a swim. So do you meditate every day, Kate? I do. You do? I do. But I've done that for 30 years now. So okay. it's a, it's been a practice that I... So if you are interested in meditating, I would say try and make a habit of it. And for me, the habit happens as soon as I wake up. So whenever we're trying to create any new habit, right. it's good to tack it on to an existing habit. So I have the habit of waking up. Right. Okay. Yep. So far. Yep. You know. One day I will Yeah. Yeah. But every day I wake up, I meditate, and then is that the first thing you do? It's the first thing I do. Do you do it in bed, or do you have a certain place for it? I'll do it in bed if my husband's up, or if I'm, if he's still in bed, I'll get up and go and meditate in one chair in one room. So okay. it's like there is a little bit of ritual around. It okay. In terms of where I meditate. Okay. Um. And then recently, I wanted to reinstate the habit of walking because I'd I'd let that go. And I use this same methodology. This this habit methodology is super helpful for people who want to create any, any kind of change. And that is, I thought, well, I'll do the same thing. What other habit have I got that I can tack this onto? So after breakfast, every day after breakfast, I go for a walk. Okay. So I just make sure there's enough clear time and I don't make it too hard. It's just a 30-minute walk. It's not like, you know, anything major um but little habits like that can be super helpful just think about where does it fit in the day can i tack it onto something already exists and also don't make it too huge
0: yeah so if you are interested insight time is awesome but if this whole this talk of meditation has inspired you to maybe think about going and meditating which is what happened when I first met Kate then that's maybe the place to start and I'm excited let me know if you do after listening to this I would love to know if anyone that hasn't meditated before goes and does it from this podcast that would be super cool um, if that happened um, okay we're going to go to a quick short break and then we come back we're going to talk to Kate about her new book um, Change Your Thinking to Change Your Life um, and we'll yeah, we'll get into a little bit about that one um, before she has to go okay thank you Hello and welcome back. We are chatting today with Kate James, who is um, a woman who really is very insightful about I don't know, living your life with purpose and I don't know, getting the best out of your life. Kate, um, this is your most recent book, Change Your Thinking to Change Your Life. Where, If people want to read this, where can they get this from? How cool is it
1: that you've got a book? Do you ever look at it and go, that is my book? This one I actually do feel like that about. But the other books, as you said earlier, they're short books. So they were um, a fifth of the content of this one. So this one took me a long time to write. It took me about 12 months. Oh, really? I was just going to say, so 12 months to write? I'm slow, though. I I take forever to write a book. Um, And I really wanted to put myself into this book. So a couple of people have given me feedback and said, it feels like sitting in the room with me, and that's exactly what I wanted. So that's been I love that. Though. That's been really important. So even though my writing style is very informal, it's just like how I talk. That it's found its own audience. So you know, I think that that's important for people to, yep. to know that we we don't have to do things perfectly perfectly, but we'll find our own audience. Um, but where can people find it? It's probably actually easiest if they just Google. Um, Change Your Thinking to Change Your Life and My Name because it's available all around the world all at the, the moment. All over the place. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, depending on where they are. If you're in Australia, you can get it at Target and BW and their discount stores, so obviously it's a little bit cheaper there. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Do it's... Do you
0: probably. go into Target? Do you
1: ever go in and have a look? I would just stand there and, and I look at my name on a shelf yeah, because that is was I, so exciting. I did recently actually. It was funny. I was with my daughter and we were looking for books for her little baby and we went down the book aisle, and we're looking at the kids' books. And then we went, "Oh, there's your," you know, Elsa said to me, "There's your book, Mum." And so we decided to take a photograph, and we shuffled around the entire shelf to put our favourite authors side Aww. by side. And took a photo. It's so of a cute! I just,
0: it is, it's very exciting. So, when first of all, I would like to know, you took you 12 months to write this book. Um, obviously, with like 30 years plus as well of your life experience and knowledge has also gone into it. It's not really just 12 months because mm, the true. things you're writing about isn't just something you've learned in 12 months this is like a whole lifetime's work really isn't it in a book yeah yeah um I always think that about people when I meet them you know when you meet someone you go oh they became a you know a YouTube sensation in in 12 months but they actually already knew how to they've been working in film and doing all this stuff beforehand like Mm. no one's ever just an overnight success not Mm. really no they've had to do some work beforehand to kind of get to that and when you wrote the book did you have certain habits to get it done because that I I have book ideas. I have the beginning of a book, so I want. I'm really wanting to talk about this for any people who are thinking about writing a book. Um, how did you get it done? That like, because I know so many people who have half a book. If you've got half a book at home, or you've got a book idea, then like, how did you actually get a finished book rather than half a book, which many people have?
1: Yeah. Well. You know, I want to say it's actually really hard writing a book. It's you feel if you're anything like me, anyway, you feel excited at the beginning. You've got lots of ideas. So the process that I go through is I write out the chapter list. I get a sense of what am I writing about. I have to write to a title. So I actually wanted to write a book for since I started my coaching practice, which is 19 years ago, and believe in yourself and do what you love only came out about I think it was about six years ago, maybe seven years ago. So it took me the best part of sort of 10 or 12 years to be able to write that book because I know this sounds kind of crazy but I didn't have a title and it was only when I came up with that title which just came to me out of nowhere, Believe in Yourself and Do What You Love, and I was like, that's it. I think I can write the book now. Oh, so once you've got a title. Well, this is you know Yeah, no, I
0: like that. I know because everybody works so differently. So once you've got that kind of main top bit, then you could put all the rest in below it.
1: Yeah, I needed so I needed the big picture idea. Sorry, it's okay. No, it's okay. Did, right? It's okay. I do. It all the time. So I needed the big picture idea so that I could hang the rest of it underneath, and and always sort of coming back to that overarching sense of you know it is about believing in yourself and doing what you love. So I need a title, and then I write the chapter headings. And I was lucky with all of my books because I actually had a publisher before I wrote right, okay. them. And the thing that's so good about that, and it is hard to get a publishing deal, so I was just, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Um, but the thing that's so good about that is that they give you a deadline.
0: Oh, so you've actually got the. So that's the thing. When you haven't got a deadline for something, you, yeah. it's the same as like with my YouTube, my channel. So I have put a structure in place just recently, actually. Of I upload, I make a vlog, which is a, a video diary of a day or a thought, and then a moment in time, and then a podcast. I do three things a week, and I've given myself. I've not said this to the world, but I've given myself a day that all those things have to happen, regardless. Regardless of my life, regardless of how busy things are, regardless of work or kids, this has to happen too. And so have, giving myself the structure, though, has really kind of like sharpened up my focus and sharpened up how I would live my day. Because kind of before when I said, oh, it doesn't matter if I don't post this week, I actually found that. And then I maybe wouldn't, but I didn't actually use my time as well. I find that the busier I am, the more things in my life, the more
1: organized I get, and the more I achieve. Does that make sense? I think that's true of all of us. I really do. I think that we are much better when we're busy. I notice that of myself all the time. Um, so I'm. I like a deadline. I don't don't like it to be too close, but I also don't want it to be too far away. Because if it's too far away, then what I do, put it off. I do that. I just procrastinate. Yeah, I do that, and I leave it to the last minute. And my husband, who is very patient with me. Said to me, Kate, before I wrote this book, we're just going to have a little chat about it. He's like, do not leave this until the very last minute. He said, because it will totally stress you out. And I said, no, no, I won't. I'll actually get this written ahead of time. So I gave myself with this book a false deadline. Okay. My deadline was the 30th of June. And I told myself I'd have it written by, this is last year. I told myself I'd have it written by the end of March. Then COVID hit and everything went a bit pear-shaped. So my work was crazy and I everything got changed. But it was so good that I'd given myself this false deadline because I had most of the book written right. by the end of March and I had this buffer zone. Okay. Um And then the last chapter, you know, as always seems to happen with me, I just could not get that written. I was, and and writing along the way, by the way, I want to say it's not easy. Like even if you like writing, some days you sit down to your desk and I do try to structure it so that I write on certain days and I'm better. Everyone's a little bit different. So some people can write, they can say, I'll get up at 5.30 and I'll write for an hour every morning. That's not me. I'm better having a full day because it takes me a while to kind of get in the to groove. warm up. Yeah, to warm up. One of my girlfriends does, she's a writer as well, she does an exercise whenever she writes where she has pen and paper, does stream of consciousness. She does it for a set six minutes. She times it. Oh, really? Yeah, stream of consciousness. She's getting rid of all so the. So stream of consciousness where she just writes what, whatever just comes out, just anything. Yeah. I don't feel like writing today. Can't be bothered with this. Would much rather be at the beach going swimming. Okay. Oh, I know I'm not going to be able to write this chapter because I haven't done that research. Blah, 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 blah. She gets it all out. Yeah, everything. And, you know, I forgot to get something out for dinner. Do, you know, anything. It doesn't matter. Anything yeah. that's in your head, you just like, okay, get all that out and then park that over there. You can actually just throw that piece of paper in the rubbish bin. You don't need to. It doesn't okay. need to be in your journal. You don't need to keep yep. it. And then you get to your computer. And for me, It means shutting down everything. So closing all the other browser windows and just having the document on the screen. And if there are no words, which happens to me often, by the way, they're just unlike, there's no words. I just start writing any kind of rubbish that I think of. So let's say for the chapter on um, changing your mindset. So there's a chapter about uh, creating a growth mindset. I would just start by writing, you know, what is a growth mindset? It's this. And I might find that it's very clunky and not flowing and not very inspiring. But you're starting it, aren't you? That's the that's the point, I think, if anyone's listening, with anything though,
0: isn't it? Mm. Because I, I always find that I make a video and sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to make a video about today, but I know that creatively I want to make one. And my thing on YouTube is I post regularly. So people expect to see a video. And if you build an audience, part of your – part of the, the – the, the whole point is that you've got this, they know you can, they're going to watch every week. If you stop posting, they're going to stop watching because you. they've got loyalty to you. Does that, you. So you've built this little community. So you mm-hmm. can't not post. And so sometimes that's what I'll do. I'll go, just pick your camera up and just film. Mm-hmm. Just film nothing. You don't have to find a story yet. The story will come to you as you start to film. Mm-hmm. Like, because every vlog I make has a story. There's a point to it. But sometimes my day doesn't feel like it has a story So I sometimes start to film and then without fail, the story always
1: finds me. It's absolutely magic. You know, I've heard other writers say that, that the character in this book wrote itself or the end of the book just appeared for me. It's exactly the same for me when I'm writing. I might not know where this chapter's going. I might not know what I'm really trying to say. But if I get those first few words on the page and I just push past the resistance and yeah. stay with the energy of being in some kind of momentum i i actually think this is kind of like a it's a life philosophy really like just you just need to move whatever that means whether it means get up out of your house and move your body or you know get out and take your phone with you and take some photographs if you're interested in being a photographer or if you're going to write just just write like don't wait until you're ready or until you have the story or until you have the idea, it's really about actually sitting down and saying, I'm going to set aside this time. And like you have done, that external accountability is massively helpful. You've got your audience to be accountable to. Yeah. And it's
0: the same. I like what you've just said, just move. I think I've had, I I was talking to you recently about booking in to have some life coaching like with you. And I think one of my biggest things that I was going to talk to you about privately in the session which we will do in the session, but I just want to say it here, is (laughs) that the feeling of being stuck, the feeling of being stuck in life is such a horrible feeling, like such a, and and then actually I, I do, then I kind of come out of my own head and I go, the only person who's making you stuck is you, but you know that the forward momentum, but what I love is what you've said there, Just make some movement, like baby steps towards things. So It's like, for example, if people want to be like a photographer Mm. and they look at the end result of being, you know, a fully employed, self-employed photographer that's got, you know, bookings every single day. Like one of my really good friends, she's a food photographer, an amazing food photographer. And I was working with her last week. And I just looked around at her studio and I said, oh my God, do you recognize how far you've come? Like we used to work together at a magazine. And she started on the courses and she started doing a bit of free stuff. And then she started doing a bit of this and she just slowly worked towards like the, she wasn't fully booked. She didn't, now she's working with these massive brands and she's got all this work, but that came from
1: every little, a little bit of movement every day. Mm. And I, yeah, I, you know, I think we've got to, when we feel stuck, we've got to look at, well, where, where are we stuck? You know, what is it that's making me feel stuck? Is it, is it that there are things in the outside world, sometimes there are, you know, if you have limitations on your time, you've got to work in a job that you don't really love to pay the mortgage, that's practical, you've got to still do those things. But we can still create small change. And I think, I mean, as well as just moving, we want to have a sense of, one of the things that I do is, is, um, I do it with my clients, but also myself every year is work out what are my values how the guiding principles in my life how do I want to live my life like what are the things that actually really matter yeah because we can get ourselves moving in ways that we end up if we sort of pause and have a look at it with our lives from the outside we can go actually I'm doing all these things that don't really matter that much but I'm not doing anything of what brings me joy So, you know, maybe being more creative or um, embracing something spiritual, for example, or things that don't have the same kind of currency in the world, as in they don't make us as much money or um, look as good on our resume, doing those things can sometimes feel more natural. Like we, you know, we go to work every day, but when we come back and think about how do I really want to live, you know, what are the things that are most important to me and just fitting those things into our diary? And it might even be as simple as stopping at the end of the day and sitting down with the kids for half an hour before you make dinner so that you're really being true to that value of family happiness rather than kind of thinking, I haven't got time for that. You know, we can just get ourselves in caught up in, you know, being on automatic. And
0: sometimes the things that give us the most pleasure are the things that, we, that fall away.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard when you're really busy, when you feel like you're totally overwhelmed. But I do think that small steps, the baby steps, and a little bit of momentum and also pushing past your inner critic, you know, your inner critic being that part of you that says, I'm not good enough yet or I couldn't, or people like me, you know. If I'd thought um, 20 years ago, 19 years ago, when I started my coaching practice, if I'd thought about the fact that I would have, you know, six books and lots of clients (laughs) and that I have this lovely following on Insight Timer, and that I'd be speaking, I, you know, I never thought that I would be able to speak on a stage. I was so terrified of that. But if you'd shown me that and said, this is going to be you, I would have thought there's no way. And I might have even been so overwhelmed that I wouldn't have even started. If oh, I really? Felt like that was yeah, the pressure. I
0: see. I see. If, you know, if I felt like you have to be this. If you'd have seen the outcome before, because it's the steps that get you, you adjust, you adjust with all the steps in your life, don't you? Yeah. It's like if someone had told me I was going to be a mother to four children, Mm -hmm. I've already gone oh my god four no way whereas every time you have one you just get more accustomed to having them (laughs) yeah so then all of a sudden people say to me now oh my god you've got four and I go yeah it's normal to me but if you'd have given me four all at once too much I might have gone oh whoa whoa but four in steps four in stages I can deal with so it's that it's the
1: same with life isn't it? So I think when we can have a big vision. Is that your vision board over there? That's my vision board, That's gorgeous, yeah. yeah. So we can have a big vision. We can think about all the things we want, you know, the long-term dreams. And I did this right from the very early days of my business. I had a vision okay. you know, of what I wanted in my life. And I really got to a point where I thought it's too much. I've, I've, I've wanted too much. I need to scale it right back. And I did scale it right back. And then by accident the following year it all just fell into place you know but moving out of town and having a place where we had we've got a little bit of land and we've got chickens and a veggie garden and all that gorgeous stuff um it's the most beautiful your house is beautiful yeah beautiful it's a beautiful property really really is I actually drew the floor plan of our house and I didn't really believe in this stuff by the way I love science so I like the scientific research behind things but I'd drawn the floor plan of this house nine years ago and when we bought the house I flicked back through all my notebooks to find mm, and this. found your floor plan. I found this floor plan, and it's a really weird floor plan. It's like it's just a long skinny house with a living in the middle, and kids' bedrooms down that end for the grandkids and our adult children, and our bedroom down at that end. And I wrote northwest here, the sea here, and those oh really, things, and it happened. It's uncanny absolutely i think that's
0: kind of cool as well when you can look back sometimes sometimes i think you know people say don't look back you're not going that way i sometimes think it's really good to stop and pause and look back and actually acknowledge what you have achieved because we're always so focused aren't we on what's next what's next like what are we doing next where are we going next what are our goals for the future we're so preoccupied with what we want to achieve i think sometimes we we forget to acknowledge what we are achieving every day or what we have achieved to date Yes, like that, that's a big one. That's been a big learning curve in my life to stop look back and go. Ah, oh, ten years ago, you were living in that place. You were doing this job. You were, you know. And then I look now, and go, look what you've look what you've achieved. That's amazing. So instead of always been on this treadmill of like what I'm wanting to have, because mm. that can be kind of always wanting something else, like being present and going. Well, but look what I have got, but and also look what I have achieved. Like you know, and you went back and looked at your old notes of your pond and went, oh my god, this is the house mm. that I wanted. And I'm living in it now, but like five years ago, 10 years ago, this was my dream. And now now I'm living my dream.
1: Yeah. But the steps to get there were really all small incremental things. So it was not one, there wasn't one big moment where I'd suddenly arrived. And in many ways, I haven't arrived in, you know, in the sense of, um, you know, any kind of fame or, like I don't have a massive social media following or any of those things. I haven't ever wanted that. I've always wanted to be sort of a little bit in the background and just put my work out in the world gently because that's my style. So I I guess the other thing in all of this is that we need to do it in our own way. So you are great at vlogging and putting yourself out there in a beautiful, joyous way, but that's not the way someone else is going to do it. So we all need to kind of get to know what's my version of this you know how do I do it in my own way not looking out there comparing myself to other people and you know particularly with social media this is such a problem because we do look out and think we need to look like this or or be like yeah be like this or whatever it is but if we just tune in and go well if I do this my way what would that look like and then so we take the little steps it's true
0: because I love the gentleness about you I would use that as a word to describe you like I oh. feel like there's in just everything, like the gent, just a gentle way of just calm, calm, gentle. And then it's it's true. It's like um, someone left a comment the other day on one of my videos and said, "Oh, this video is not for me." It was to this or that, and but that I I actually now I'm at a point where I don't take it personally. That just wasn't for them, but that's who I am. So I'm not going to dull that down anymore mm. either. Mm. So I'm not going to take that comment and go, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't have." being so like happy or so full of it that day and I'm like well that's that is me mm. so people that like me will stay and people that don't will go and yeah. that's okay
1: that is okay it's it's actually a relief to know that you're gonna you've got some strengths and you've got some weaknesses and the whole lot are just in the mix but it doesn't make any of us better or worse than the person yeah. next to us we're all just different and our audience, if we are being really true to ourselves, our audience is going to be, you know, people like us in some way, shape or form. We're definitely not going to be for everyone, but we don't want to try to be either because that's mm. inauthentic. Yeah. yeah. So
0: your book, just going back
1: to that, what you've been talking about, is that what this book's to do with? Is, that
0: what is this the gist of the book? If you
1: were to tell someone. What's it about? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, lots of those things that I've spoken about are in the book. But so the first part of the book is actually about getting to know yourself. So really understanding who you are, understanding your values. Oh, there's like questions.
0: You there's questions here. There's prompts. There's
1: exercises to do. Okay, so it's
0: really you are. You're not just reading your book. You're actually really. It's almost
1: like having a session with you, isn't it? It's exactly what it is. That's in fact how I begin the book by saying that I used to do. I'm not doing them anymore, but I used to do these four hour sessions so someone would come and sit in the room with me for half a day and we would go through kind of all of this I wouldn't do all of this for everyone but this this is sort of all the different tools so the first part's about getting to know yourself and the second part is about so that's getting to know who you are and what you want in your life and the second part is about how you kind of get out of your own way you know how you change your thinking in order to get to a life that feels contented But in all of this, I want to say the mindfulness does thread through the book quite strongly. And that is also about helping you to recognize that right here, where you are at this moment in time, is the place that you want to experience some sense of appreciation. Yeah. So the last chapter of the book is called Make Your Life Beautiful Now.
0: Make your life beautiful now. So just before we started recording the podcast, I'm to we're gonna have to end it soon because we've talked for ages. I could talk to you all day, Kate. Um, you said this was your favourite book. And I laughed because I was like, oh, that's just like a video. Whenever I make a video, that's my new favourite. Like the other ones, I don't care about them anymore. I only like the most recent one. Um and you said, No, 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 this really is my favourite. Um, and I was intrigued as to why this one is your favourite. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is my favourite and it, maybe it won't always be my favourite but it is definitely, it feels different, this book. Um, I, why, I is it, actually, why is it different? I wrote this book with the encouragement of a, a new publisher actually. She approached me and she said to me, Kate, I've been following your work for quite a few years and I think you've got this book in you. She She's a wonderful lady, Ingrid Olsen from Pan Macmillan and she kind of reflected back to me what she saw in me.
0: Okay
1: that maybe I wasn't seeing as clearly myself. And so she gave me the vision for the book. And when she told me what that was, it was so right that I wasn't able to articulate it as clearly. So I, it was a collaboration. The concept of this was a collaboration. Okay. Um,
0: I like that though. I like people that cheer. That's kind of like um, a lot of creative people have people that they're that kind of give ideas and knock off against most of my stuff that ever is creative has been discussed with like a fellow YouTube person or someone that's made a video or something I've seen or a film I've watched. Not nothing just comes out of nowhere.
1: That's right. Ever, yeah. I love these people, like letting people in to give you the inspiration. We need we need other people to inspire us, and we and yeah, letting other people in. I think that that's so helpful. So, this book was actually the book that I realized deep down was the book I always wanted to write it was more just I mean it's longer obviously than the others the others is a series of little tips whereas this is more of a you know the whole picture and I thread a little bit of my story not so much of my story in there but I share client stories and so I'm sharing a lot that I think will really really help and help to
0: get a fulfilling life
1: and isn't that
0: what most people are searching for yeah. fulfilling life yeah so it's kind of an important book so if you're interested in reading the book then I will leave all the details for the book down below in the um blurb on I don't know how it works on Spotify but definitely on YouTube if you have any questions for Kate um after this go into the comments section of YouTube and leave them and I will yeah I'm sure I'll get her to read them and reply I might even I'll try reply. to get her back um into the podcast maybe in a few months time if there's anything that you would like her to talk about in more detail um because She's fascinating, and I feel like we've only just like scratched the surface. um But yes, thank you, thank you Gina. for coming, thank it's you been... for being here. I love you so much. I oh, like your little fan, so like a fan girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you are honestly an inspiring woman, especially as a as a female that's younger than you, at a different <laughs> stage in life. Inspiring to know that there's no time limit mm. on the things you want to achieve, and you can have children, and you can have a family, and you cannot know what you want to do when you're 25, yeah. and still be fulfilled and find that and go on those career paths and do these things later in life and it doesn't have to be that kind of the format that everybody seems to follow that's that's the thing and then slowing it all down and having the headspace just to to be in this moment but also work towards goals in the future that's that's what you brought to me and I'm forever grateful for that
1: Oh, Thank you. So,
0: thank you. Thank you for coming. We'll end it there. Okay. Thank you for is listening. Thanks. You thank, you? thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Is the album finished or do we have a few more songs to go? Like got one or two more. Oh, we are not done yet. Exactly. Okay. No. Oh, I, I, stop, I've heard you. I've heard you, child.
0: Uh-uh. What is all this rock up? Tell me. Bosa. Uh, Bosa. Uh,